0: Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yo, man, what a great Friday. Happy Friday to everybody out there in Panther Station. Deshaun Watson, on a Panther, but he sure as hell ain't going to be an Atlanta Falcon or a Orleans Saints. This is... In the NFL is on fire. As I've told you, I need this dude, Deshaun Watson, to make a decision by noon on Thursday because this is my favorite time of the year. You see him wearing a Davidson College shirt, go Cats, taking down Michigan State later tonight down in Greenville, South Carolina. They're going to take down Duke on Sunday in Coach K's career. But that's not what we're here. We're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about Carolina Panthers, the moves that they've made, and to laugh at our division rivals who thought they had Deshaun Watson. I was on here last night live, despondent, upset about how the Carolina Panthers for two straight off seasons, chased after a quarterback who wanted nothing to do with them, and there was no direction. We had no idea what they're going to do. We still don't know what they're going to do at a quarterback. They're making some good moves. We'll get to those in a minute. But still, David Tepper, the thirst, the unquenching thirst for a quarterback, has led to terrible move after terrible move. Sam Darnold, and then embarrassing yourself publicly for Deshaun Watson who never wanted to be a Carolina Panther. The Panthers made it well-known for over a year. That's the guy that they wanted. But he didn't want to come here. It looked like he wanted to go to Atlanta. Looked like he wanted to go to New Orleans. It made a lot of sense, Carolina. That offensive line, which they're trying to fix. And again, we'll get into those conversations shortly. And really no direction the last couple years. Why would he want to come here? You also look at New Orleans, where for the last five years, They've won a division, been to the playoffs, been a winning team, a good organization, strong foundation. Add a quarterback in there, but they were a playoff team. Could compete for a Super Bowl. Don't think they'd win one, but they can compete for a Super Bowl. Atlanta, nothing to offer other than the fact that he'd go down there and would be the native son and would be exalted and beloved. And that's what we thought was going to happen. The thought was after he called the Panthers and said, guys, thanks, but no thanks. I'm down to the Saints. I'm down to the Falcons. The thought was he's probably going to go to Atlanta or maybe New Orleans. We were going to have to deal with him twice a year, and that would be unfortunate. Brady's not going to be around forever. He retired, came back 40 days later, but still a short-term problem. Deshaun Watson was going to be a long-term problem for the Carolina Panthers and for the other three teams in the division if they weren't able to figure out the quarterback spot. But he's not going to be a problem anymore. Because according to Adam Schefter and Ian Rappaport and all the NFL insiders, Deshaun Watson is headed to Cleveland. The same Cleveland Browns who were out of the running. The first team he called and said, thanks, but no thanks. I ain't trying to go up to Cleveland. I don't want to smell the stink coming from Lake Erie. I don't care about Cedar Point. I don't want to hang out on E4 Street. I don't want to go to Cleveland. I'm not interested in none of that. No thank you at all. Baker Mayfield was pissed off. He's like, Get out of here. Gus, send me somewhere else. Blah, blah, blah. blah. Cleveland's like, Baker, shut the hell up. You're staying here. We're not going to do that at all. But apparently, it's happened because Deshaun Watson just got paid. Five years, $230 million, fully guaranteed. We thought Kirk Cousins was against her with all the money that he's been stealing. Now, Deshaun's not stealing money now. To get that kind of money is unbelievable. He's not a big player in NFL history. After everything he's been accused of, 22 owing civil suits, Deshaun Watson, despite all that, is going to Cleveland and is getting paid $230 million fully guaranteed, which tells me... This was never about what team you're going to go to and you're going to have the best chance to win at. You, it was all about the almighty dollar. That's what it was about. Atlanta, New Orleans and everything to open up the salary cap. And hey, good for them. They got into the right part of the salary cap. Now they're below it and they can try and add to their team. They still don't have a quarterback. <laughs> and they don't have the Sean Watson making all those moves. And for what? For who? Not Watson because he's not coming. It's really thought they were going to get Deshaun Watson. Alexander Blake's like, "Ab hey, goes, come down here." Get, get. <laughs> it's not happening. Goodbye. He's going to Cleveland. So we saw the reports earlier today on Friday from Ellis Williams and from Jonathan Alexander from the Charlotte Observer talking about how one of the reasons—there's a lot of reasons—why Deshaun Watson didn't want to come to Carolina was because they didn't want to guarantee the third and fourth years of his contract which I can understand, Deshaun Watson, again, 22 ongoing civil suits, just got past the criminal part a week ago, not even a week removed, just got past that. He wants, he's, we don't know what's going to happen in the future. So mortgaging draft picks, okay, that's one thing. But then guaranteeing more money on top of that, I can understand where David Tepper would drive, the, why he would drive the line there. It is still a little confusing for David Tepper to be so outwardly interested in deshaun watson and pursuing him but then it comes down to money in the end want to assume the risk even though you're already assuming the risk by trading for him there's very likely going to be a suspension of at least six games maybe eight we'll see how it plays out eventually we don't know when all this is going to be done but it came down to money for deshaun watson that's what it came down to i also think it comes down to yeah you like the the weapons on the roster he looks at it, Matt Rule, probably not going to be here next year. Do I really want to go play for that coach? What's going to happen in the future? And it might be enticing to have the opportunity to choose your own head coach. As Benjamin Albright had said in the Twitter spaces earlier this week that, hey, you know, Deshaun Watson, David Tepper want them so bad, he might let him pick the next head coach. I don't know how serious that was, but knowing David Tepper, that might actually be a serious proposition. I saw a lot of Painter fans getting upset. Oh, you'll offer Sam Darnold his fifth-year option. You'll give that. You'll pick it up without even watching him play. But you will not guarantee that money for Deshaun Watson. It's like, yeah, well, Sam Darnold, it's only like a one-year thing. He doesn't have all that like, criminal issues behind him. We don't know what the future is going to be with Deshaun Watson and all that. I, so I understand why he didn't do it. But at the end of the day, Deshaun Watson didn't want to play here. So it didn't matter. He didn't want to play here. So whatever. Good riddance. Have fun in Cleveland. Just happy. He's not going to Atlanta or New Orleans now looking at those two teams as we break down the NFC South here Carolina it's still the Bucks division and the Bucks got to be laughing harder than anybody else right now we can laugh we're still sitting here in quarterback purgatory so we can only laugh so much but hell it's a Friday it's happy hour get a drink enjoy it why not Deshaun ain't going to be in the division and he's not going to be our problem for the next 10 12 years he's not to the Poverty Falcons, he's not going down to New Orleans, and I love that. So Tampa laughing the hardest because they're going to win a division once again, and they don't have to worry about either of the other three teams. But for New Orleans, just saw the report from Adam Schefter that Jameis Winston will be returning to be their quarterback towards ACL last year. I honestly thought Jameis was playing fairly well under Sean Payton, and if he got the opportunity, he could potentially be a good quarterback for New Orleans. Former number one overall pick, I think he can be a good player. The problem with Jameis, obviously – is the boneheaded turnovers. We saw that in a week two game where the Panthers em- embarrassed the Saints at Bank of America Stadium here in uptown Charlotte. So the Saints got Jameis Winston back. They'll be fine. It's New Orleans. Yeah, they have the cap issues every year. We'll see what happens to Ron Armstead. I've seen people here in the chat saying we need to get to Ron Armstead. Maybe that will happen. The Panthers still have space. And I'm hoping now that they've learned their lesson, they're not going to still chase after quarterbacks and have to just try and build the overall roster, which is what they should have been doing in the first place. And that was part of my main frustration after watching them get embarrassed for the second straight offseason with Watson not wanting to come here. So just build the roster. If you built the roster, you made the right decisions, which probably would have been, fine, you have Teddy, whatever, draft a quarterback last year, and we're not sitting here banging our head against the wall, mad as hell, because it looks like our division rival is getting to Sean Watson, and that's Fletcher Cox heading back to the Eagles. Um, so that's my main frustration is that we are gonna we're, we thought we are going to have to deal with this guy. The Panthers still had no quarterback direction. I liked the moves up until even today. We'll talk about those shortly. I liked the moves throughout the week the Panthers had made, so I was not upset by that at all. I was just upset by Watson's going to be here. Tepper is just way too aggressive, putting in some bad situations, like draft or trading second, fourth, and sixth round pick for Sam Darnold, who was awful in New York, was not very good in his last year at USC, and has very sh- clearly shown he is not capable of being a high-level starter or a starter in the NFL. He's one of the worst in the league, even though I still think that maybe the Panthers might be better off rolling with with him for one more year instead of chasing after players. Now, they still need to add competition. We'll see how that plays out here over the next couple weeks. Looking now at Atlanta, they've pissed off Matt Ryan. And I said this to y'all the other day. Like, I kind of felt bad in a way for Sam Darnold. Like, the dude sucks. It's not his fault the Panthers are stupid enough to go trade those picks for him and give him an opportunity and think that, oh, he could maybe come in here and make things happen, that was their mistake. He's bad. That just happens. So, yeah, he shouldn't be here. Yes, it was a bad decision. But I kind of felt bad for the dude. It's like, okay, he's not good at football. But at least he's not accused of the things that Deshaun Watson's accused of. He has, he's coming here. He's not been in any sort of issue outside of off, outside of the field. So, you know, it's kind of dirty. But what they're doing to him, Matt Ryan in Atlanta is one of the dirtiest things that you've seen a team do. And it's a business. Never forget that. When you sit here and you want to side with the owners and the league, remember how they treated guys like Matt Ryan, who I know you hate. But just look how they treat some of these players. Matt Ryan's done nothing but good things for the city of Atlanta, where it's been in the community, winning games on the field, being an MVP, blew that twenty-eight to three lead. Never forget. It, which this is a Ken Tulips. Blew a twenty-eight to three lead, and blew signing Deshaun Watt, their hometown hero. <laughs> And he's going to Cleveland instead. <laughs> but Matt Ryan, he's still a decent quarterback. The only reason they've been competitive three seasons is because of Matt Ryan, where Julio Jones is not healthy. The defense is terrible. Calvin Rick out there betting on games and getting suspended. Matt Ryan's been the only constant outside of the Falcons, perpetually shooting themselves in the foot and blowing games late in the game. Like, he's the only guy. On that roster, worth the deal's part. I mean, pitch is good. We'll see what he pans. But to keep to try and get rid of Matt Ryan for Deshaun Watson, and I, I understand why they would do it. It's a business, and I get the whole hometown aspect of it. But Matt Ryan was done so dirty, and I see the reports from Ian Rapaport and from um, Adam Schefter here that he now is upset by this, and he might want out. He's going to get options. Please, Lord. I don't ask you for minutes. Please let that happen. Let the Falcons, the damn Dirty Birds, who didn't Matt Ryan anymore, want to go chase after Deshaun, didn't get him. Please let them have ticked off Matt Ryan so much that he requests trade and goes elsewhere. Please let that happen. That would be incredible. I would love that to be the, the outcome of all of this. After a dramatic week, and I thank you for the content, Deshaun. Big week here on Lockdown On Panthers, I'm sure. Thank you for getting five straight days. Now I get six straight days. This might end up being Monday's episode. I don't know. Of content to talk about. Will he come? Won't he come? What's going to happen? Mad at Tepper. Now here at the end of the week. Laughing at the Saints and Falcons. In particular, the Falcons. Because the Saints will still be fine. They'll figure it out. I'm sure if, if, if um, Winston's healthy enough, they might be a playoff team. Because the only reason they weren't last season is because he got hurt. In my opinion. I think it's so funny to look at what's happened. And here is still one of the things at the NFC South. True two years ago, when the Carolina Panthers were in a position to potentially take over the NFC South, that they made all the right moves to at quarterback, is still true today. The Saints don't have a long-term answer. The Falcons don't have a long-term answer. Might be losing their franchise quarterback. and One of the best players they've ever had in that franchise, Matt Ryan very soon. And Tampa has Tom Brady, but for how much longer? He said he wanted to play to 45. Maybe this is it. This is still an opportunity for the Panthers if they make the right moves to take over the division. Now, you have to identify the right quarterback. But as I've been saying for the last couple of years, whether you listen to me on FNZ or you listen to me here on Lockdown Panthers, focusing on building the overall roster is what the Carolina Panthers should be doing. They should not be chasing after Matthew Stafford. They should not be chasing after Russell Wilson. They should not be chasing after Deshaun Watson. They should be focusing on drafting and developing players and making prudent trades that don't cost him a boatload of picks that's what they should be doing and that's still true today that they still have the opportunity to do that they were in prime position if they start making the right decision now they probably need to change the head coach i'm not going to advocate for matt rule getting fired i was one of the proponents of him getting a third year so I feel like we fire coaches way too soon let's give an opportunity see what we can do so far as coaching staff three former head coaches now on the staff I don't love Ben McAdoo as the OC, but he has experience of having success. Now it was with the Hall of Fame quarterback and Eli Manning, but still he had success. Paul Pascalone, who's going to know. He's forgotten more football than I ever know. He's now here coaching defensive line, been a former head coach in college and in the NFL. And of course, our hometown guy, Steve Wilkes, who got a rod deal in Arizona, he's been a secondary. I like what the coaching staff. That is a positive. So if anything, now that Watson's not going to be here, and I talked. About it. positive vibes only starting on Monday. Positive vibes can now start right now on the Panthers as the Falcons and Saints are not going to get Deshaun Watson. Thank you God. Now let's look at the roster here. Let's look at the moves that have been made here uh the last couple days. Okay, just see, looking at Twitter and kind of stuff as we're doing this live. All right, so first move of the day on Friday was them signing Matt Ioannidis, who is a former defensive tackle for the Washington Redskins, then football team, now commanders. They apparently told him this week, his agent, we're not going to cut you. They cut him, saved a couple million, like 7 or $9 million against salary cap. I don't know why they did it, but they got rid of him. Whatever. So he's now here in Carolina. The fucking thing about, uh, the funny thing about it, oops, my bad. The funny thing about it, my friend just sent me a text where I uh, dropped, yeah, uh, either way, my bad. Um, The funny thing about it is that he went to Temple and we've seen, some Temple and Baylor guys come in and have success and other ones like number 52 to hear Whitehead play really bad. You go back to 2018 and 2019, seven and a half sacks and in eight and a half sacks. I'm cool with that. The last couple seasons, pandemic season, had issues, COVID injuries. And in last year, had a down year, only four sacks for the last four seasons, but he's played well. So it's not like, this is Matt Rule we'll just bringing in one of his guys. This is actually a good player, and they needed a defensive tackle after DaQuan Jones left and went up to Buffalo because, of course, he went to Buffalo to sign a two-year, ten million million dollar deal. So good for DaQuan Jones, and good to get Matt or uh, Matt Ioannidis. Yeah, Matt Ionitis for one year here in Carolina after when he has you know he's played well over the last couple seasons. They also signed Johnny Hecker, who was released by the Rams for whatever reason. He was on the NFL's All Decade Team in the 2010s. He is a four-time Pro Bowler and a four-time first team all pro. Major upgrade from what the Panthers had last year, Lachlan Edwards, and who else did they had as their punter last season? They also had help me out in the comments here. Uh, they also had, hey Shane, um a dude from Joe Charlton. So, and they might have somebody else. But the major upgrade, I think, for the Carolina Panthers to get Johnny Hecker and an ionitis, good moves. And then you also see them go out there and get another offensive lineman in Bradley Bozeman who's played center before, who's played guard, started two years in Baltimore. The last So last season started every game at center in Baltimore at the Ravens. The previous two seasons started every game at left guard for the Ravens. So he has the flexibility. And the Panthers always talk about positional flexibility. Bozeman's a former, I think, second-round pick out of the University of Alabama. Ozzie Newsome used to be old GM there up in uh, Baltimore, big Bama guy. So made a lot of sense why he's got a lot of Bama players. But Bozeman's a good player. But I'm looking at the offensive line now, and there's a lot of combinations that things can be settled in. I've seen some people, when I tweeted out earlier, at actually on Twitter, if you're watching, obviously you see it right there with that graphic. But now looking at Bozeman here, and also having signed Austin Corbett earlier this season. There's a couple options. The two main options I'm looking at right now, and depending on like what happens with the draft, and what they do at quarterback, left tackle, Brady Christensen, that's one option. Then left guard Bradley Bozeman, center Pat Elfline, right guard Austin Corbett, right tackle Taylor So that's option A. Option B, six pick at left tackle, Brady Christensen at left guard, Bradley Bozeman at center, because I'd rather have Bozeman there than Pat Elfline. He's a better player. Right guard Austin Corbett, right tackle Taylor Mote. I've also seen people say, all right, where does that factor in with Deontay Brown? Good question he played well in that Week 18 game down at Tampa. He's a road grader. He deserves a play. It's all about finding that best five. Moten, Corbett, I think are locked in there on the right side of the offensive line. I also believe, isn't Brown more of a right guard than a left guard? I'm not quite sure. You want to get him out there on the field. The Panthers also need to have some sort of depth. And that allows them to have depth now that they've been able to bring back Bradley Bozeman. And – We'll see how how it, entered, how it changes out. They can still draft a left tackle at six. And we'll see how that, how that plays out. But looking at the offensive line right now, where you have Christensen, you have Bozeman, you have Elfline, you have Corbett, you have Taylor Moten, you feel really good about where they're at right now compared to where they were last year. And no matter who's playing at quarterback this season for the Carolina Panthers, they have a much better opportunity of having success because of those guys in front of them. You trust Moten. Corbett's been a good player in Cleveland and in Los Angeles. The Rams just looked at the fact that they were going to pay their center and uh, Brian Allen, and they're going to pay a new left tackle. And um, was it Joe Nopeum, that the guard? That's the last guy you're going to pay. It's not like he's a bad player. He's obviously a good player. So now they have that. They have Corbett out there. So right tackle, right guard, with Moten, Corbett, that seems to be figured out. Center competition. Bozeman, Elfline, as we've seen, Elfline is better at center than he's at a guard. So if he's going to start, it's going to have to be at center. And then Bozeman's played left guard before. I feel comfortable with him being there. Left tackle, we'll see how it plays out. The Panthers have said that if they can find a player in the draft early at that sixth spot who can be your left tackle option for the next 10 years and can be a really good player, they'll take him. Brady Christensen was graded out as a second-round guard, third-round tackle. I'm still believing that they would find a way to take a, a take a tackle there at six if that's what they felt was right. Having as many guys as possible is fine. It doesn't really matter whether, okay, well, oh, we get a left tackle, then maybe Christensen doesn't start after all, or like Brown doesn't start. Like, we need to have depth, as we've seen here in Carolina over the last couple seasons. They have had plenty of times where guys don't stay healthy. You need to be able to have quality depth. And I don't think anyone's – I'm not saying people are doing this. I don't think anyone's in a position to worry about, oh, well, is this guy getting enough time on the field? It doesn't matter. Like with Brown, especially, he's a six-round pick. There's not like there's. It's not like there's a ton of expectation. You don't talk to me about Trey Smith. Trey Smith had blood clot issues. That's why he fell all the way back to six round. I bet you didn't know that. That's the issue. He was a top. He was a top ten guy, coming out of high school in the state of Tennessee, five star recruit to go to Tennessee. He would have been a first or second round pick had he not had the medical issues. That's why he dropped back to six. So please don't say Trey Smith. That's the context of the situation. But Brown, he. Yeah, I think he's going to be a good player eventually. But this allows him more time to develop. Bozeman's only a one-year deal. Nothing to say that Bozeman's going to be here permanently. I mean, after next upcoming season. And we'll see what happens with with, um, Pat Elfline. And he has a three-year deal. And if he remains a center and how all that works out and all that. So the offensive line, I feel great about where they're at now. than obviously where they were at earlier in the week. We sat there all day Monday. And said, okay, we see the top guards going off the board. What's going on here? Are we going to sign somebody? And they sign a guy who just won a Super Bowl. And they sign another guy, in Bradley Bozeman, who comes from a very run-heavy offense in Baltimore. And the Panthers are talking about running a 1980s offense and wanted to be a downhill rushing team. Lord help me. Okay, but you don't have a, you don't have a good quarterback, so I guess it's hard to throw the ball all around our yard if you don't have someone. But also, you need a running game to complement a potential rookie quarterback, which would people are still talking about here in the chat as, as I see y'all arguing about whether no update on Tyron Matthew. I have no idea. I, I haven't seen anything that's actually substantive, substantive. Oh, I can't even speak. Whatever. I haven't seen anything that's real that says that Tyron Matthews actually coming here other than like that fake Twitter account. But either way, looking at the whole situation, feel good about the offense line. Um, DJ Moore, he gets a contract extension three years, $61 million, $41 million guaranteed. Don't really have a ton to say about that other than, yeah, it's a pretty. It's a no-brainer. He, they, he picked up his fifth-year option last year. He's going to make $11 million this year. This is the time where we're going to have to re-sign him. Same thing with Brian Burns. Eventually, this offseason, they'll pick up his fifth-year option. They'll re-sign him next year to a mega extension. That's how it should play out when you have high-performing first-round picks, like a DJ Moore, like a Brian Burns. Moore's never been to a Pro Bowl. Doesn't matter. He's had to play with a broken Cam Newton, Kyle Allen, who some of y'all fell in love with for whatever reason. Because you're dumb sometimes. We're all dumb. We all make mistakes. That's one of the worst mistakes you could make possibly. Um they believe well, Greer playing in an ill-fated start in Indianapolis, Sam Darnold, PJ Walker, Teddy Bridgewater, despite all that, last three seasons, him and uh, Stephon Diggs, only players in the NFL to have over what, 1,200 yards receiving in three straight seasons. The dude can play. Now you only wonder what he could do if he gets a quarterback one day. We would love to see that for everybody on this. Roster, what happens if they have a good quarterback? I, like, I, I love, yeah, Teddy, yeah, Teddy Two Gloves did have, um, helped Anderson have a great year. And it's funny how people hated Teddy so much, and that offense was so much better with him than it was with Sam Darnold. Oh, we get Sam Darnold, we're gonna be able to stretch the field. One play, first game of the year against the Jets, and after that, it was an abject disaster. But if you've been listening to the show since I started hosting it last year, one of my first episodes is why they shouldn't trade for Sam Darnold. A week later, the trade for Sam Darnold. And well, the season was doomed from there because the offensive line also wasn't good. But so far, Scott Fitterer has done a fantastic job of bringing back Frankie Louvu. The JJ Jansen deal, like as I said to y'all before, he's got to lose out to Thomas Fletcher. Otherwise, what the hell did we just do there? They got lucky that Fletcher got hurt and that they could still him away on season ending IR. But hopefully he can be the long snapper of the future moving forward. So that's not like a wasted six round pick, even though I've never really gotten all that upset about it because they have far, you know. Worse. They've done far worse things than drafting a long snapper at six. And also just proves how good that Bama national championship team was back in 2020. But I like that move um, overall. Let's see, where else am I new? The ones I talked to you about Corbett, like that, like Bozeman. Um, Let's see, who else did they bring back? They brought back, I mean, what? Ian Thomas, don't love that. Sean um, Chandler, you got to have some sort of depth. Marquise Haynes, been a really good rotational. Defensive end and uh, lose Hassan Reddick, you got to find a way to pick up the slack. The 11 um, sacks he had last season. So you add in Gross Bottles getting more run. Now that Morgan Fox is gone, you add in Marquise Haynes. Frankie Let's see what he can do in his starting role at outside linebacker for the Panthers. Xavier Woods didn't miss a snap all season long for Minnesota last season. Three-year, $15.75 million deal. Really good deal. Really only really a one-year deal depending on how things play out. Corbett, as I said, like that deal. Deontay Foreman, if you want to have a downhill runner, he's more of that than Christian McCaffrey, who did play in a downhill rushing game back when he was at Stanford, but he's had injury issues, as we know, and that can allow Christian to kind of take a toll off his body and play more of a slot, which he does not say he wants to do all that much. But either way, Foreman was great when he came in last year in Tennessee when Derrick Henry went down. Rashard Higgins, good report. Baker Mayfield, solid player. They need to at least have someone who's actually made plays in the NFL to be the number three. We'll see how... Things play out with Shai Smith and mainly Terrace Marshall, Damian Wilson career year last year, playing a strong side linebacker for the Jacksonville Jaguars. He's back. He's here on a two-year deal. ionitis Hecker, Bozeman. I like everything that they made with all the deals that they've made. That's why I've been so frustrated with the whole David Tepper thing. It's like, you hired a GM who has 20 plus years of experience. Like, he knows what he's doing. Why don't you just allow this man to do his job? Like, why are you butting in? And You can see that rule. Maybe the Ionitis thing might have been Matt Rule. Like, hey, go get – I need a temple guy. Like, I need a temple guy. Please, please, please. Like, I want to be a part of the decision-making process, Scott. Please let me make one decision. It's like, fine. Back off. You can – we'll get him. He's actually a good player. We'll get him. Matt, chill out. Other than that, this is all Scott Fitterer. It should be the Fitterer show. As I said to you all last time, I said, like, last week, I think someone asked me in a Friday mailbag about was a mistake to keep Herney. The main mistake about the Herney thing was that Matt Rule got – to do everything, he got to say. She knew Herney was a lame duck. He was only here to help Tepper learn how to not run a football team, which he's done spectacularly well, running the team in the damn ground. But once he got Scott Fitterer, Fitterer now should have the have to say. And I do know that Matt Rule has the final say on the 53-man roster, but that should not be the case at all. As you saw in Seattle, how the dynamics just shifted, where John snyder is now the general manager there. He now has to say over the roster where it was Pete Carroll before. It needs to be all Scott Fitterer here, the guy who has barely any experience in the NFL should not be the one who gets a chance to make the moves. So, yeah, that's how I feel about it. Um okay, let's see. Um quarterback stuff. Hmm. Where am I at quarterback? I still think I'm like I still feel like for me right now and it's a fluid situation. We got to see what else happens, especially what they do at left tackle. If they get a left tackle in free agency here. Over the next week, this weekend, or maybe next week, then the conversation probably shifts to drafting a quarterback. Now, six is still too high for Pickett or Willis. That's, we can all, I think we can all agree with that. I've also brought up the fact that Scott Federer has said in the past that if that's the point in the draft where if you like a guy, you can take a risk at a quarterback. I don't think they should take a risk at any of those guys at six this year. Next year is supposed to be better. Right? At least the top two guys, Bryce Young. We'll see how he plays out. But he's a Heisman Trophy winner in Alabama this past year, and I think Bama's probably going to win national championship next year. And you got CJ Stroud at Ohio State. After that, Spendler, Spencer Rattler, who is supposed to be number one pick. At least that, that was the thought. He is now at South Carolina with Shane Beamer. We'll see if he can basically arise again and look like someone who's pretty good, uh, who can be a first round quarterback. We'll also see the case with Keaton Slovis, who was at USC, and he's now a pick. We'll see what that, how that works out. Now, they don't have the same OC. Mark Whipple's now gone to Nebraska, so it's not the same offense that Kenny Pickett ran. But either way, we're looking at it. We know who the top two guys, but after that, I don't know. But six pick, that's too high for a quarterback. With the left tackle, what they get that figured out, like they get Armstead. Then everything changes for the Panthers and what they want to do at six. Because that then becomes, all right, you could still take – like Sauce Gardner, if they end up not being able to re-sign Dante, which I think is now more of a likely situation now that they've gotten rid of, that they missed out on Deshaun and they were able to restructure Robbie's deal to open up five million more million dollars in cap space. They can, I hope they can get Dante. Because the quarterback market, for the most part, has played out. He's seen that he's not really wanted by anybody else. He's had injuries the last two seasons. He was my breakout player for this season. I think when he played, he actually played really well. We can go back to the washington game where he got cooked by um terry McLaurin. that's just who dante is they brought in jc horn hopefully to be that number one guy he was the number one guy before he went down to that foot injury in his third quarter on that texan game in week three him and dante back next year would be great if they don't bring back dante and they don't bring back Stephon gilmore then i would not mind getting sauce Gardner. but all of that hinges upon whether they bring a left tackle like a teron armstead be a free agency we'll see if he wants to go back to new orleans He wanted to see if they are going to get the shot. Now he's going to look at his market. and It's going to be $24 million a year. That's a lot. You're already paying Taylor Molden, what, $18 million a year, I think. That's a lot of money to have at your tackles. We sat here for way too long in Carolina with bad offensive linemen, and I'm not going to sit here and complain about whether they're paying too much of a premium for starting tackles because that's not something we should sit here and complain. Right now when it comes to quarterback, for me, because they have not addressed the left tackle spot, I'm still saying left tackle at six. I'm still saying left tackle at six. Ride with Darnold plus, plus either Mariota or Dalton or a veteran. Because now with the offensive line getting settled and got DJ back, hope that McCaffrey's healthier, there is an opportunity that maybe they can, in the defense, it still looks like it's going to be good. I like the defensive additions. You have the young core. I'm cool with that. I understand that it's not going to probably lead to the kind of success that you want. But Atlanta, again, looking at the situation in the NFC South, Tampa might only have Brady for this year. Atlanta, they ticked off Matt Ryan. He might be gone. But New Orleans, they don't have a long-term answer at quarterback. Like, it's not like that I'm telling the Panthers to drag their feet, but building the overall roster and being patient, which David Tepper told us. Rome wasn't built today, but yet he can't practice the same patience that he preaches. If they do that and just build, I'm cool with that. And they also brought in Sam Darnold a year ago and talked about all the things that was great about him. And then after a year, they're acting act, Never mind. No, we don't believe those things anymore. Coach the man. It's gonna probably cost Matt Rule's job, but he made his bet he's got a lie in it. That's just how I feel about it. Now, looking at Baker Mayfield, cause I'm seeing, um, excuse me, I'm seeing a lot of the chat here when it comes to Baker Mayfield. I like Baker. I've always liked Baker. His personality and taking things too personally is probably why he's no longer there in Cleveland. Just a low blow to say they want an adult room and they go out and get Deshaun Watson, who again has 22 ongoing civil suits, um, accusing him of sexual misconduct and sexual assault as it retains his relationships with multiple massage therapists. But Baker... I don't know. He has a 50-year option too, guys. They're paying – we'd have to pay Baker the same amount of money we're paying Sam Darnold. And they're not getting rid of Sam Darnold. So you're going to pay 30 – basically $38 million on two quarterbacks. And you're not sure either one of them is a long-term answer. Because the thing is you you give up Baker, what is it going to cost? Maybe – because it's not like Cleveland has a lot of leverage. But you're going to get him for less than you got Sam Darnold. You're still giving up an asset. Maybe not – it might not be this year because they don't have really any good assets outside the 6 pick. which you're not trading away. They don't have a ton of good assets. So you bring in Baker Mayfield. He is okay next season. Then you have to make a decision. Are you going to franchise tag him? Are you going to re-sign him? You, you don't have – I don't know if he's a long-term answer here in Carolina. I just don't think that – it's basically the same thing they did with Sam Darnold, a former top three pick, who you're trying to fix, and hope that he can come in here and be in a better situation, which I can't say this is a better situation with the offense because the Cleveland Browns – I mean, he was injured last year. He regressed. It was really his fault. We saw what OBJ did as soon as he got to L.A. in Sean McVay's offense. And I, and I like – um what They do there in Cleveland offensively, and they look really good in 2020. I just don't think that's something they should be looking at doing. As oh wow, USC Miami going down to the buzzer here. Uh, blocked. Oh, wow. terrible call. Um, either way, back to Baker. No, I'm just gonna say no. I've always loved Baker Mayfield, I just don't think it's, I just don't think that's uh, what we should do. Uh, just stop chasing after quarterbacks, they should have learned their lesson. I've also already seen reports, I think it was from. Jeff Howe of The Athletic covers the – he used to cover the Patriots now. I think is a national writer for The Athletic. He said that Baker's preference is the Colts. that also will hinge upon what the Colts want to do. That the Colts want Baker or would they rather try to get Matt Ryan, especially when they're in kind of win-now mode and trying to win a Super Bowl after this jettison Carson Wentz off to uh, Washington? They'd be better off with Matt Ryan. He's a professional. He's won before. It wouldn't be their long-term fix, but they're trying to win right now, as you saw what they did when they had Phillip Rivers two years, years ago and then they traded for Carson Wentz who has had good days in the NFL, just overall, poor leadership, just terrible decision-making, and you can't really live with that long-term if you're an NFL franchise. So no to Baker Mayfield. A big fat note to Gar- Gardner Minshew. Stop asking about Gardner Minshew. No, he's not good. Like, he had a good season in Jacksonville, and they believed in him so much that they drafted Trevor Lawrence. Like, I get it. It's a no-brainer. Trevor Lawrence, number one overall pick. One overall pick. You got to take the guy. But Jacksonville believed in him so much, they got they were like, no, we're good. Philadelphia didn't play. Jalen Hurts, they're like, we got Hurts instead. What do we need Gardner Minshew for? We like they like having three first, they like having three quarterbacks in Philadelphia. I'm just no. It's the same thing. You're still in the hamster wheel, going nowhere with Gardner Minshew. Is he better than Darnold? Obviously, he's better than Darnold. But why would you give him an asset for a quarterback who's not the answer when you could sign someone off the street for peanuts? Marcus Mariota, former second overall, same draft as Jameis Winston. I used to be in Tennessee, used to have to cover the Titans back when I was at 1-2-5 the game. I just watched Marcus Mariota go to Kansas City, Alex Smith, Kansas City, mind you, go to Kansas City and win a playoff game by himself. The dude literally threw a touchdown pass to himself. He's had injury issues. He's never had consistency with his play calling in Tennessee because that was a dumpster fire organization until they hired John Robinson as a general manager and then brought in Mike Framer. Now they fix things up. But Marcus Murray lost his confidence. He's not a rah-rah guy. He's similarly similar in his disposition, desp- or di- as um, disposition, excuse me, as um, Sam Darnold, as a quiet guy, not gonna be rah-rah. But the dude, he plays tough, and he's ready for an opportunity. And the Panthers can offer him an actual opportunity to be a starting quarterback here, where no one else can do that. So he can get he can get the opportunity to compete. Andy Dalton, he's had seen we've seen better days from him, Dallas. Not great. Chicago, it was not Andy Dalton time after all. Let's go ahead. I mean, maybe bring him in as competition because they can't just do nothing. So that's how, when I look at it. But when it comes to just like a drafting a quarterback, no to pick it. I've seen too much of him. I don't think he's good. I get last year was great. Went from 13 touchdowns to 42. He was awesome last season. And he's improved. And that's what you want to see. I just don't, I don't look at it as making a lot of sense. And for Matt Rule, and he said it, and I and I think it's Cap. He said it that I'm never gonna do anything that was not best for the Carolina Panthers long term. Well, there's not a long term for you, buddy, after this season if you don't win. So I don't see why they would get a rookie quarterback. But eventually, for Scott Fitter, who's not going anywhere unless some sort of scandal happens. I'm not trying to wish out on any man. He's gonna be back next year, and hopefully, he's the one who's going to re- be who's gonna draft the quarterback and hire, not draft quarterback. He's gonna hire the next head coach, and it won't be David Sepper. Who obviously is the owner has to sign off on everything that happens here, which that should be his only job. But for me, I just don't think that Matt Rule wants to get a rookie. Now it might not be his say. And we saw how the draft played out last year. That was Scott Fitter making all those moves. That was not Matt Rule. So Scott Fitter wants a quarterback, and he thinks that they're uh, man, but but still, as I'm just thinking about this in my head, and I'm seeing your chat, I'm seeing what you guys are saying. He said that he's not going to bypass a generational 10-year player at six. Can we say that about Pickett or Willis? No, it's a crap. It's a crap shoot with any of the quarterbacks. People thought Baker Mayfield was the right choice. That that lasted four years in Cleveland. People thought Sam Darnold was the right choice. That lasted three years in New York. He stunk this year in Carolina. Arizona thought maybe Josh Rosen was a choice. That lasted a year. It's a crap shoot. I don't know how it's going to work out. I just think the best thing to do is can you keep building the roster, stop chasing quarterbacks. Tyler Huntley, yeah, he's out there. He looked really good for the Ravens last year. If I'm Baltimore, there's no way. They haven't re signed um, Lamar. There's no way I'm letting him get away. I'm going to give him whatever he wants top level backup money They come back. And if things go south with Lamar there in Baltimore, as far as the contract talks, you have Tyler Huntley, someone that you feel comfortable about. But yeah, I'm not talking, don't trade anybody. I don't think right now they need to draft a quarterback. It could change, as I've said. Depending on how things play out here in free so that could all change. But right now, for me, I'm all about just keep building the roster, stop chasing quarterbacks, roll with Darnold, sign a veteran, let him duke it out in Spartanburg on hard knocks, as we all laugh and cringe at the same time and cry, and then hope for the best next year. Because the roster is better overall, which it looks like right now, especially in the, at, up front on the offensive line, they're gonna have an opportunity. But I'm 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 good, I, and I saw Will Kunkel from a which is, it used to be Fox 46. Now it's like Queen city news. He's a sports reporter there. He said that the Panthers, at least he, he reported, he said the Panthers, I don't know who his source is. I like Will, great guy. Um, he said the Panthers aren't interested in Mayfield. And, and Mayfield's not interested in Panthers. Right? I would thought they would have learned your lesson by now. You want to be embarrassed by Baker Mayfield next? Just go sign somebody who's not going to cost you anything other than money. They have the cap space. Don't give up any more picks. We've done that. Last year, it didn't work out. They tried to do that this year. I'm kind of curious, too, with the, the whole Watson thing. It was three first-rounders, one third, and one fifth. No players. Wasn't, weren't y'all mainly concerned about losing Burns or losing Chen? Like, had that been all they had to pay, would y'all be cool with that? I don't know if that would have meant they wouldn't have gotten Bozeman. I don't know if that would have meant that they would have gotten Heck. I mean, they probably got Hecker. Would y'all be cool with that? Because the picks, players matter. Everyone loves picks until – they become underperforming players, which happens a lot. So I'm just, I'm just curious uh, if y'all would have been uh, – how y'all would have felt about that. I said I didn't give a crap about the picks. Like, look, you get them. The only pick that would have mattered this year is six-round pick and then a oh, six-overall pick. And then after that, your thought is that you'd probably be good and it really they would be really far back anyway, so it wouldn't really matter all that much. Third, fifth, whatever. But getting a, a franchise quarterback for the next 10, 12 years, that would be great. Lost all the things he's accused of. Didn't make it all that comfortable for me overall. Anyways, but he's not going to Atlanta. And he's not going to go to New Orleans either. And we don't got to see that man twice a year. Uh, any other news? As I'm going to probably wrap this up soon. Any other news going out there? I, I haven't seen anything about Matthew. We got a center. I see y'all like yelling at each other. We, we got a center. It's either me out or it's going to be um, Bozeman. No, don't – they don't draft Linderbaum. You don't need to draft them right now. <laughs> you already have two centers on the roster. Don't do that. You know, they, need, they're gonna take, they need to take tackle. They probably need to take um, – I would say probably take two tackles in the draft this year. They say the deep tackle draft. Why not just have it available? I, I don't know. It's, we gotta, again, we got to see how things play out. They need to draft more than just one offensive lineman. Right now for me, take a tackle there at, at six. And then uh, probably take more offensive linemen later on. Neal or Aquanu, uh, they're not going to be there, most likely. Now, Jacksonville, they brought back Cam Robinson. It looks like Aiden Hutchinson's the guy. I've also said – I've read some reports that were saying that um, Aquanu, at least some people thought that maybe he would be the dude coming out of the combine who go number one overall. No. Tecklenburg. Yeah, baby. Tecklenburg County. Let's start him at center. <laughs> what are we doing? We have two centers on the roster. Why are you all yelling about centers right now? But uh, they need to get more options line either way, you just need to have some sort of depth. The fighting in having guys not that don't cost a lot on the roster that also that also helps. I, mean, I feel good. I feel a lot better than I felt last night. I was not happy. I'm happy they got Bozeman. I'm happy that they were able to get Corbett this week. The Woods, literally, i never heard of the dude, but he's durable. Hopefully, he can be durable again this year. Bring back Sean Chandler just in case things go south. Trevor Pitting, yeah, it could be an option there at six. I feel a lot better about where where they're at now. And last night, it's it's still frustrating. just the way that David Tepper has put his hands on this organization and won't allow people to do their jobs at times. With the whole um, Watson thing, because you, you really think Scott was like, "Yeah, we got to do." This. Scott he knows how to build a team. He's probably not thinking that we need to go chase after him. But when the owner's saying, "Go get me a quarterback," what are you going to do? You're going to say, "No, boss, I'm not going to do that." He's going to try and do what the boss says. And I guess fortunately, it didn't work. It didn't work out because now you don't have to worry about the whole giving up three picks and then that in the first round and whatever else would it cost. And also you don't have to worry about him being in Atlanta or being in New Orleans because he's not going. And it's fantastic that this worked out for the better for the Carolina Panthers. But it still comes down to build the roster properly and hopefully evaluate the quarterback and find the right guy. Who knows? Maybe hell maybe hell is frozen over and Sam Darnold will learn how to play quarterback. We'll see. I would hope that at the very least to a light of fire under his ass the man is a survivor currently. They're going to bring someone else in, but he's a survivor. The fact that he's sitting here on March 18th and the Panthers went after Deshaun Lawson and they, could, and, they went, and they wanted Russell Wilson too, and he's still sitting pretty atop the depth chart at quarterback. We'll see what happens in the last month and a half, but hell, good for Sam, dude. He's surviving right now. Oh, boy. But good day for Carolina Panthers. Hopefully it be great for the Hornets here too. I saw something where the Hornets are 500 overall, 500 against the East, 500 against the West, and just perfectly mediocre, which is Charlotte sports. We'll see how things play out. But I, I like where the roster sits. Um, I like the moves that Fitter was made. I think everyone – yeah, you can be discouraged about the quarterback situation. Absolutely. And you can be frustrated about David Tepper. You feel really good about the offensive line, feel good about the young defensive players that you have in this roster and the holes that they filled so far defensively. They need to find someone who can set the edge defensively, though. Um, and be able to stop the run they still need to do that i'm kind of concerned about that uh hopefully that wilson can help them out there with jack thompson as a strong side linebacker we'll see if they bring in tyron matthew there's talks and now the Panthers have said that right now they want to keep jeremy chin back at safety even going to last season they said that they felt like at least scott um not scott um phil snow the defensive coordinator said that it sounds good for his long-term longevity and health, it makes more sense to put him back at safety. He's not great in coverage if you really paid attention. Wasn't great in coverage when he's a linebacker, as a rookie. Wasn't really great in coverage last year. But he makes a lot of plays, in the box especially, which is the position he plays. If you bring in Tyron Matthew to play in the box, and you can put Jeremy Chin back there at linebacker, that gives you a lot of options defensively. And you can interchange it, flip things up, have guys come in for passing downs, and we'll see how it plays out. But overall, got to feel good about the defense. Special teams, Let's go. Uh Chris Tabor, congratulations. You got Johnny Hecker. Zane Gonzalez is good last year. Still not overall sold on him. He's had an up or down career. We'll see if that actually pans out. But there's no reason why they shouldn't have re-signed him. He earned that with his kicking last season. Feel good about those guys. Um maybe find a kick returner. You can do that through the draft. Not a huge deal. Yeah, gotta feel good about special teams and offensively. McCaffrey can stay healthy. Good offensive line now. We'll add more to the draft. And we got DJ back. Maybe Robbie bounces back. We'll see what happens to Terrace Marshall, Shy Smith, and Rashard Higgins. Tight end. I don't really believe in Ian Thomas. Tommy Trimble, good prospect. They're starting to do it the right way. We, this has actually overall been a good week. It's been a hectic, tumultuous, frustrating week, but a lot of things have happened that have been positive. As far as free agency goes, d I feel the same way. Let's get him back here in Carolina. His market didn't work out, even if it's only a one, two-year deal. So he can get back on the market and try and make more money. That would work out for him. But I think overall, if you're a Panthers fan, you should be encouraged by what we saw today. In particular, Watson not going to the division, but what Scott has been able to do today and what he's been able to do throughout the week and what he'll be able to do here over the next couple of weeks. He costs the owner because he, as long as he's here and he's not learning that he needs to take a step back, we're always just one bad decision away from this entire, we haven't middle a linebacker. His name is Shaq Thompson. We're, all, we're already one. We're, we're one bad decision away from everything imploding but right now. I feel pretty good about the Panthers and I'm going to go grab a beer, go back. I was at my buddy's house watching the games today and i literally just cracked open a cores of the banquet beer. And I was like, all right, cool. Kick my feet up. Not thinking about the Panthers and all this news happened. I was like, I gotta go back home. I gotta go talk to these people about what's going on because this is a, an amazing attorney of events and everyone should be laughing and happy. So that's it for me here on Locked on Panthers. Uh, if you didn't catch it live, whatever. Make sure to uh, subscribe to the show on YouTube. Almost 500 subscribers so far. You guys, say, thank you so much. We're, we're done for fourth week on YouTube. Please tell everybody, you know, who is a Panthers fan, especially if you like the work I'm doing, if you support me, just ask every people, hey, go support Julian throughout the rest of the free agency, lead him to the draft, kind of trying to give you the best content I can. Um, and then next year in the the live show, second live show I've done. Anytime there's anything big, I'm going to do a live show, man. And especially after games next season, I'm going to start going live after every single game so we can get that out there. So y'all can get that content you need. So thank you everyone who supported me so far. Um, Follow me on Twitter. If you're already already watching this, if you're not following me, go ahead and start following me on Twitter, actually in council, spread the word, trying to do the best job I can five days a week, Monday through Friday, locked on Panthers. You're not going to find it anywhere. Yeah. You get it for the radio station, WFNZ. Those guys do a great job. Used to work there. Love those guys. But if you only want it 30 minutes, this, I know this is longer than usual. You only want about 30 minutes in your commute to work. I got you there. 30 minutes, Panthers, that's everything you want to hear about this team. My opinion, I'm going to keep it a buck. I'm not afraid to criticize. I'm not afraid to praise. I'm fair when it comes to this team. They do well, I say great things about them. They do bad, I say bad things about them. But like you, I want to see them win. I'm a Charlotte guy, born and raised, grew up going to that stadium, was sitting there in that end zone back in 2003 when Ricky Pearl caught that catch from Jake after he came in for Rodney Pete at halftime, went to the Super Bowl down in Houston. Thanks to my uncle who used to work for Heizer Bush. And me and my dad got to go to the game because my dad traded some Cuban cigars back when the embargo was going on to go to that game. So I love this team. I love this city, and I love you all for the support. So please let everybody know about Locked On Panthers. Go support me. Support other people who care about the Panthers who do good, do good work, like Joe Person of the Athletic, like Ellis Williams, Jonathan Alexander of the Observer. A lot of good people out there trying to give you the best content they can for this team, and there's brighter days ahead. We've had some frustrating ones over the last couple of years. Depper – Still don't trust that man. I don't think I ever will. He's a billionaire. You should never trust billionaires. That's an easy lesson that all of us should learn one day. That's going to wrap it up here for this edition of Locked on Panthers. Thank you all so much for tuning into the live show. And thank you for listening to the show and all that. And uh, have a great weekend. I'm going to start drinking. So see you later. Bye.